joining us on History Makers. Now, this morning on the line, we are talking to uh, royalty in the evangelistic Christian scene. Uh, Billy Graham, um, had for many years, has been well known as the world's most famous evangelist, led millions of people to the Lord uh, all over the world. And his grandson, Will, is on the line with us. How are you, Will? No, thank you so much. I'm doing fine. <laughs> Will, it's great to have you join us. And it's uh, the second time you've come to our country in just a matter of, what, one, two years? Yeah, uh, I was here. Uh, actually, I was up here in the Tablelands uh, about the same time last year, uh-huh. uh, actually meeting people here in Orange and Bathurst and uh, Lithgow. And so uh, I've made a few trips to Australia, but this is... Uh, the second time that I'm going to be doing what we call reality events, uh, basically like uh, small crusades up here in the tableland. And like your granddaddy, you only come at the invitation of local churches, so it's very special that uh, the local combined Christians in Orange, Bathurst and Lithgow have asked you back. I know your previous visit, you were invited uh, by the people of Tamworth, Gunnandar and Moree, so there's something about that part of New South Wales, hey? Well, it, it is. I guess I'm more of a country boy anyway, so I feel more more at home here <laughs> instead of the big cities. But uh, um, no, yeah, we had a, a couple years ago, we were in um, Tamworth, Gunnedah, Maury, uh, had great events up there. As well, and, uh, okay. A, we saw God do some wonderful things, and and uh, we had a, actually a, a small delegation from Bathurst come up to Tamworth to see it, and they said, you know, this is what we want to do for our community. And so that's actually what brought us down to the Central Tablelands was uh, a couple years ago when a man uh, from Bathurst came up to Tamworth to see what was going on. So um, it's just great to be back in Australia and and at the same time telling people about Jesus. It's a win-win. Well, mate, we love having you uh, out here in Australia. And, uh, you know, I, for one, have been uh, a follower of uh, your father's preaching and teaching for many years and, you know, read many books about him, uh, read many quotes that he's said over the years, and uh, uh, your grandfather, I should say. Uh, And it's just amazing, you know. uh, You're the oldest of the four children of the evangelist Franklin Graham. Uh, He's been out to Australia a number of times as well. Uh, tell us, what was it like growing up uh, in the Graham family? W- when did you come to Christ? Uh, how did your early walk with the Lord start? Well, uh, uh, you know, just because I'm Billy Graham's grandson doesn't mean I get to a free ride to heaven or anything like that. There's no free tickets lying around. Uh, but uh, and so, but yet I had to come to my own point in my life, like you said, when I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And um, I did that at a very early age. My dad, we were at church. And I was a little bit too old to be in, you know, uh, children's church anymore. So I was in grown-up church, and they had communion one day. And uh, I was like, and I didn't know what communion was. I thought it was grown-up snacks, you know, uh, <laughs> little, little, you know, little bread and a little grape juice. This would be, this would be great for church, you know. I mean, this is snack time. I was getting a little hungry anyway. And um, and when it came by, I went to reach out to get some, and Dad, Dad kind of like, you know, you know, just slapped my hand a little bit and said, "No, son, no, nah, you can't have any." And I thought it was because he was afraid I was going to spill it on the carpet. You know, I didn't know the spiritual <laughs> ramifications uh, about it. And But that afternoon, Dad took me home and explained to me why I couldn't have a communion. It's because I hadn't had Jesus to come into my life to forgive me of my sins. And so my dad explained it to me. And so that uh, afternoon in my, little, in my bedroom, uh, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And, um, and so it doesn't mean that I've been perfect ever since, far from it. 
but yet I, I realize uh, now when I disobey God that I've, I've hurt his heart, I've hurt his feelings, and so I just say, Lord, forgive me. And once again, forgive me of what I've done. And uh, But I, it's, it's the greatest decision I've ever made in my life. I've never regretted the day I gave my life over to Christ. And how is Billy Graham doing at the moment? We've heard some reports recently he's been unwell and he's you know put out a book recently about uh, the latter years of life. Uh, how, how's your grandpa doing? Well, I appreciate you asking. Uh, I've had a few Aussies come up and say, uh, I heard he was in the hospital. Uh, um, and I don't know where that came from, but he's not in the hospital. Um, he's actually in, in, in fairly good health. Uh, I'd say fairly good. He's 93. His his biggest problem in life is just old age. I mean, uh, his mind's sharp. He has no health issues. It's just, I just tell people he's just old. Mm. I mean, um, you know, wear, wearing out, frail. He's human. Uh, but his mind's extremely sharp. Uh, he's still writing books. Matter of fact, he just finished his book uh, with the one you're referring to. It's called Nearing Home. And it's just about the lessons that he's learned late in life regarding old age. He hates old age. <laughs> Um, because it's just the things that he cannot do anymore. You know, there's some things that he wants to do that he cannot do, like preach. He wants to preach, but it's, uh, you know, he's almost, um, he has macular degeneracy, which means his eyesight is deteriorating uh, quickly. Um, we've, it's pretty much stopped deteriorating, but it, it's deteriorated so much that it, it's just really impossible for him to read. Um, he can barely recognize people because they have to stand just in the right position for him to, to recognize them. Um, it's just old age, the normal stuff of old age. But the good news is he's still meeting. He's still working with uh, people. Uh, he, he's still uh, he's writing another book, his 31st book, and it's going to call Salvation, and uh, which I think is a timely book and a, an appropriate book for my grandfather to be writing. Uh, not that he's the author of Salvation, <laughs> but that, that's what he preached on salvation all these years so uh, we're real grateful for that so you just shared a little bit uh, as we started off the, the chat about your conversion at a young age uh, i'm just curious you know being the son of franklin graham evangelist and grandson of billy graham um, did you always think that you wanted to be an evangelist yourself and be in ministry well it, it's a um i believe even at an early age i felt god was putting that we call it in the states an inkling you know like a feeling in your heart uh, you know that i'm going to be in ministry and that, but I had no idea to what. Matter of fact, I thought it'd be more in line with what my father was doing at that time, which was Samaritan's Purse. My father runs both the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association as well as another international relief organization called Samaritan's Purse. And uh, at that time, he was just running Samaritan's Purse, and so I thought it was going to be more in line with that. I never wanted to be a preacher um, or an evangelist. I mean, that's it wasn't on my heart, not that I was against it. I just didn't feel like that was what God had called me to be. But when I was in seminary, uh, God called me to be a pastor of a local church. You know, you got to be careful what you tell God you're not going to do. <laughs> That's what I found out. But God led me to be a pastor, and I loved it. And then in 2006, God called me away from the local church, which, I, to be honest, I didn't want to leave the local church. I was having a ball in the local church. I loved being a pastor. But yet when God calls... You have to answer. And so God had called me to away from my local church to come and help my father. And so, um, but even during that time, God, even while I was pastoring, God had really started calling me to evangelism. And so I would take a few weeks out of the year, out of my pulpit, and go and preach evangelistically for the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, even though I wasn't working for him. 
I would still go to certain cities and uh, preach. And uh, so I was able to be a, a full-time pastor and a part-time evangelist, and I love doing it. And uh, now, uh, but since 2006, I've pretty much gone to work for the Billy Graham Evangelist Association, working uh, as part of our ministry called The Co. in Asheville, North Carolina. And uh, it's, that's very close to where my grandfather lives now. And it's kind of like the discipleship arm of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Uh, but also, instead of just doing that, I also travel, and uh, like here in Australia, preaching the gospel. So I get to do a number of different things. I'm very fortunate. And so your official role at the moment, you're Executive Director of the Billy Graham Training Center. Is that accurate? Yeah, that is correct. Okay. As well as an Associate Evangelist at the same time. So they, they make me wear different hats. Dad, mm. dad my, I found out my dad wants to make sure he gets his money's worth out of me. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I think God's getting his money, if you call it, his value out of the whole Graham family. I'm looking at a picture here of you as a little boy, Will, sitting in between your dad Mm -hmm. and your granddad. It's a very special photo. And I look at this picture and I I see like this mantle and think, wow, what's it like? What, how did, how did you feel? What's, how do you feel now just having that mantle upon your life? Well, I, I think the picture you're referring to is when I was a little kid, about seven, yeah, about seven years about old. and uh, six or seven. From Baltimore. It was yep. the first time I ever sat on the platform uh, with my grandfather. And uh, um, and so I, that, was a, I, that was a wonderful memory. I remember it, like, it was just like yesterday. Um, but, you know, uh, I'm not trying to car- carry the mantle of yeah. Billy Graham. Yeah. Uh, there's only one Billy Graham. Yeah. Uh, there's only one Franklin Graham, and I don't want to carry their uh, mantles. I want to carry the mantle that Jesus has given me. Yes. And it just happens to be very similar to the same mantle that my grandfather's carried and my and mm. my dad's carried. So but, uh, how... I just want to be faithful you know, to what God's called me to do, and uh, whether it's to, to preach uh, in front of millions or yeah. preach in a small town, it, I, it doesn't matter to me. I love but uh, I love preaching to anybody. So this is it. I'm in. A, I really am in a win-win situation. Mm, and anointed, that's for sure. Tell us about um, just the family name. I mean, to go from all the Billies and the Wills and the and I believe you now have a son that you've uh, been hoping for for quite a while. So you've got two daughters and a son. That that's correct. Uh, uh, a lot of people don't realize that uh, my name, William Frank. Uh, I'm a William Franklin Graham. Yeah. We're actually, um, we're all William Franklin Grahams. Um, Billy, all right, I'm William Franklin Graham the fourth. My father is William Franklin Graham the third, but he, but the world knows him as Franklin Graham. Yeah. Billy Graham is William Franklin Graham Jr. Um, he's, uh, but the world knows him as Billy. And, but if you grew up with him, you would call him Billy Frank. Yeah. That's, that's kind of a Southern thing in the United States. You have a double, you have a double first name. Um, uh, and my great grandfather, who was the dairy farmer that kind of started all this, he was William Franklin Graham Sr. And he went by the name of Frank. So we had Frank, Billy, Franklin, (laughs) Will, and now I have a son and his name's William Franklin Graham the fifth, but we've run out of nicknames. I mean, we've used up Frank, you know, Franklin twice. Billy's got one. I got Will. So we've run out of nicknames. And so we call them. Quinn, which uh, means, you know, Quinn means five. That is very clever. So, and so poor, poor kid, if he wants to continue it, that's his problem. I've done my job. I've had my son, I've named him, now it's up to him if he wants to carry it on. 
Now, mate, I found out a lot about uh, your grandfather through the DVD that just came out uh, in the last couple of years, uh, the, the you know biography uh, movie of your, your grandpa uh, called Billy. I think. Is that the name of the movie? Is it Billy? Yeah, um, I, yeah, there was one that we did not do. Uh, another group of people did, and yep. it's... Um it's something like that. I can't quite remember the name of it. But right I was now. just so yeah. impressed, and, and it was just so well made, and it was, it was a great story. And I actually first found out about uh, Billy Graham when I was a young fella, and I was watching a DC Talk video. Do you remember um, the Narrow is the Road video came out, and uh, the, the, these Christian artists, they had Billy Graham come on, and they were actually touring with your grandfather at the time. Now, one thing that your uh, grandfather, your father, and now you are doing really well is you're tying in your crusades really well with uh, the latest and greatest Christian artists uh, because well, it's so, so important to reach the next generation with music, isn't it? Well, it, it is. We're just trying to reach another generation. You know, in all, in all seriousness, my granddaddy has no idea what they're singing about, like DC Talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's not his style of music, but it's. But what my granddaddy always realized, it's not about him, mm. and it's about reaching another generation. And uh, my granddaddy was actually criticized a lot, especially in the churches in the United States. A lot of Christians came up and said, "Listen," um, they would come up to my grandmother and say, "Hey, what's what's Billy doing with all this rock and roll music? He's ruining it." And uh, my grandmother, this is what she uh, has been quoted for saying, is, you know, she said the, they, talking about the rock groups, they, like DC Talk, they stock the pond so Billy can go fishing. And, um, and so that's what it is. It's, it's just a way to that uh, people can come and hear great music for their generation. And then my granddaddy gets up and preach about Jesus and gives us an opportunity to respond. Now, uh, Will, you're out here in Australia. Uh, you're sharing the gospel in front of thousands and thousands of people. Um, you know, you, there's probably thousands listening now, and about 40% of them are unchurched. So for those that are listening now that aren't particularly uh, strong in their faith with God, they might not have become a Christian yet, would you share with our listeners what is the gospel message that you bring? Okay, well, thank you. You know, the... First and foremost, I want people to realize that there is a God. And I've even found that for most Australians, uh, I can't speak for all Australians, and I'm not an Australian, but from what I can tell, uh, there's many Australians that believe in God. And, uh, and most of them wouldn't have a, what they would say, uh, you know, they know about God, they don't go to church, they don't consider themselves religious, but they believe in God. And so the first thing I would want most uh, to Australians to realize is that there is a God, and one, that He knows you and He loves you. And uh, the greatest thing in life he wants to do is to come into your life and to, that you can know him personally, just not know about him, but to know him personally. And uh, that he desires to come into your life. He loves you more than anything in this world. Even so much, God loved you so much that he was willing to sacrifice his own son so that he could have a relationship with you. And so uh, what I come down to tell people is how they can have that personal relationship how they can ask God to come into their life, uh, to forgive them of all the bad things that they've done. Uh, we've all sinned. We've all broken God's law. Even Will Graham. Will Graham has broken God's law. Billy Graham has broken God's law. Uh, and that's why we need God to forgive us of our sins. And that forgiveness comes through Jesus. Because Jesus died on the cross. He paid the price. He paid the debt that you and I owed. Why? So that we could have a relationship with God so that we could uh, be forgiven and that we could have our sins washed away, uh, that we now 
because of that, now we can experience purpose, happiness, joy, meaning in life. Those things that most of those things that we're looking for in life, uh, we tried to find but it seems to be elusive, God wants to give it to us. And uh, God can take all those things that you've been looking for in life, maybe to help restore your marriage, um, to give you purpose in life, uh, to give you joy in life. God wants to give you all that. But we have to come to him through the person and, and through the work of Jesus Christ. And so uh, I just want to encourage your listeners if, uh, you know, to, to look to Jesus for their answers. Um, you can go to a local church. Uh, you can listen to Christian radio. Um, I'm going to be here in Orange. If you happen to be in the Orange area or the Bathurst or the Lithgow area, I'm going to be up in this area uh, over the next week, next 10 days. And so I just want to encourage them to, to look for Jesus. I look to him and he will uh, help meet all your needs in life. Well, we just think uh, you are a history maker, Will Graham, and uh, thank you so much for coming out to Australia and sharing such a powerful message with us. Uh, well, thank you so much, guys. God bless. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just go to historymakersradio.com. There you can download interviews, subscribe to the podcast, make a donation, find out about our YouTube channel, and maybe connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Just go to historymakersradio.com for more. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ through conversation to the nations of the world. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Matt Prater. Why don't you go and make history? History Makers.